here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent, and your host for the Dharmic Evolution. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. Hey, spring is in the air, everywhere I look around, it's really nice. Hey, welcome back to the Dharmic Evolution. Are you getting your show every week? Have you subscribed yet? Have you subscribed to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or even Ghana for my dear friends in India? Uh, you guys are crushing it. Please do that. Go to the website, dharmicevolution.com, and you can sign up for whatever platform that you like the best. This way, the show comes to you every Friday morning. And uh, today, we've got a really fabulous guest, as we usually do. And this lady, she's a, a kind of a dear friend of mine, actually, at this point. And she's a mama, a mystic, a master of holding sacred space for personal evolution and spiritual practice. She's an inspirational best-selling author, facilitator, self as artist, and the creator of Soul Path Yoga. Since 1995, she has been a student and teacher of yoga meditation, mindfulness, and inspired living. She specializes in sharing life-changing practices and programs that empower us to live with more awareness, skill, peace, and love. I love that, peace and love. I have a song called Peace and Love. She's known for her intuitive, poetic, and loving style. She inspires people all over the world to shine their divine light, live their unique magic, and honor their authentic path. You better strap up your seatbelts because we're taking a ride today from the Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, all the way back to New Jersey to hang with Chara Rodriguera. Yeah, baby, now that's a rhyme. Chara, welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Thank you so much, James. I'm so happy to be here with you and your audience. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been a while since uh, since we got together, right? Um, and I'll never forget the uh, really fun time I had, just to give people some context of uh, who you are and what you do, which we'll get into. But um, you had I, I had attended one of your... Um, uh, yoga classes many years ago, not too many, but you had said to me, you found out I was musical and you invited me to this, um, to this uh, yoga uh, ceremony or class that you did. And I just kind of like played guitar and no singing, just kind of sat down at one corner of the room, played a little while. And then I was just kind of like receiving the energy of the room and just doing alternate tuning and playing whatever came out. And it was just such a fabulous experience because it taught me so much about, um, you know, I really had more than I thought I had as far as to give. And you have that ability to draw things out of people um, with all of your, your wonderful gifts. So uh, I can never thank you enough for that because it, uh, it just brought me to a, a new level as a songwriter and as a, as a musician. So uh, I never got a chance to really publicly or, or even, you know, privately thank you in a way that was appropriate. So uh, thank you. Uh, I really appreciate that, James. I remember that class as if it was yesterday, and it's one of my all-time favorite classes. And what you're describing is is what I know you know so well and your audience 
is um, experiencing when they're doing their music is when you're tapping into the flow, tapping into the creative genius, tapping into the inspiration. And that's when anything is possible. That's when the magic flows. And that's what I'm hoping we can um, hold space for today for the audience to be more tapped into their creative genius, their sense of flow, their sense of being in connection with universal love, spirit, grace, and their own personal inspiration. Yes, and I wanna congratulate you. And we are celebrating today Chara's new book. Um, this is a, a sacred um, poems and self-images by Chara Rodriguez, and it's called Love. Check this out, folks. So can you see that? All right. Is that, let me see if it's. Hold it uh, up a little higher. A little higher. A little higher so you can see the title. Keep going. <laughs> we can see the picture, but not the title. Yeah. Okay. There we go. I think that's good. So this is what's out, folks. There. Okay. We, 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 we got dueling loves here. <laughs> we got a lot of love today. Yeah. So uh, congratulations on this. This is a uh, another landmark. Now, is this the second, third, fourth book? I know it's. I know it's at least the second, maybe third book that you've written. It's, it's my third published book. It's my second sacred poetry book, and it's my first best-selling book. Fantastic. That is awesome. <laughs> really, really awesome. Well, we're going to hopefully. Uh, you know, help uh, raise the bar of sales uh, around the world and um, in so many countries of people who uh, really need to check this out. It's so well done. It's so polished. It's like so professionally done and uh, it's so artistic. So uh, really great job on the book. Thank you so much for uh, sharing that with me. Thank you. It is, it is a um reflection of my heart and so many of the images and poems came from exactly what you and I were just talking about with your guitar meditation during the yoga class it, it's just when it when when you're in connection with spirit with the flow whatever you want to call it um, these poems would just flow through my heart and tears would come to my eyes. And it's just a, a pure reflection of love. And that's what I want to put out in the world. And I'm sure your audience wants to give and receive more love too. It's what we all need, especially these days, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So why don't we uh, talk a little bit about your journey as far as how you started out, Chara. Um, what led you to the to the yoga space and was there something that happened before the yoga space that gave you an inkling of this is the path i'm supposed to be on that this this journey that i'm on i'm at the very beginning of it and you probably didn't even recognize it was your journey but you were being you're being led somewhere god has god has a way of leading us uh places and sometimes it's a very um difficult start um, in my case, it was, it was difficult for a long time. And uh, we don't always know what he has in mind for us, but he started to lead you. Where did he lead you first? Thank you, James. That is such a great question. And I, I agree with you that I think somewhere in our heart, we have a knowing. Even when we're very small, very young, we have a knowing of who we are and where we're being led in my case 
the spiritual path wasn't really presented to me until I was an adult. So there was a almost constant sense of angst. Even as a very young child, I felt angst. I felt that somehow I was not in the right place. I felt that I was, something was missing, that what was being presented to me through um, my family, as loving as my mom and dad are, um, the culture, the school system, even even religion, I just wasn't connecting. And the stress of feeling misaligned or feeling out of place, feeling not enough, feeling that something was wrong, just built and built and built to the point that when I was 25, I was having almost constant anxiety and symptoms of anxiety. I had stomach aches every day. I, I had back aches every day. And I got to the point that I felt I was going to have a heart attack. My heart started to hurt. And at the time I was doing something that I thought I loved, which I did love to some degree. I was in the media field. Um, doing video and television and some film, which I've always loved, always wanted to do. But it was so high pressure, so high stress. And a lot of times what we were creating wasn't really the vision I had. I wanted to create things that were inspirational. I wanted to create things that were going to help people. And so much of what we were doing just seemed like it was void of of heart. And so once I got to that point where I felt like I was having chest pains, um, someone said to me, you need to do something. You cannot continue this way. And that's when I took my first yoga class. I was 25 and I always love to credit my very first teacher, my mentor, Claire Dieb of the American Yoga Academy. And she was the first person who started teaching me um, relaxation techniques, started teaching me how to breathe. I had never breathed consciously before. And can you imagine going 25 years or some people have gone longer without realizing that their breath has so many benefits and is the actual connecting point to the life force, to higher consciousness, to that creative genius that you and I were talking about. So at age 25, that was my beginning of starting to experience little rays of light coming into my heart, coming into my mind. And it's that was 25 years ago. So it's been a 25 year journey. And that is the reason that my first poetry book is entitled Breathe. Yeah, beautiful colors. And that's on that what, that that's what we, t we talked about the last time I was on the show. Yeah, great, great book. Let me stop you just for one second. I wanna sure. ask you about, um, you know, you touched on people breathing and I think, I think most people don't even realize that we are a, a nation of shallow breathers. Like we don't really even know that we're not even using in many cases 50% of our lung capacity. And if anything came out of yoga in my, whatever it is, 15 or probably more years of um, studying and practicing, it, it's all about the breathing. And it's not just in the class, but as you teach, and many others um, also teach the same principle of you have to learn how to breathe and use all of your lung capacity for good health. And I think, um, you know, if, if, if those 
who are healthy in the world, um, a lot of that comes from learning how to breathe and using the God-given oxygen that's out there. We just we just get into this state of, I don't have to because I'm going from the chair to the car to the this to the that to the couch, and you never really fill your lungs up. You know, like unless you're consciously thinking about it, you just don't do it. So, and I think um, your health suffers for it. Absolutely. And I completely agree with you. And it is probably the most foundational tool we have for overall good health, well-being, happiness, and peace. And if you'd like, um, I wrote a, a little dissertation on three magical benefits of mindful or heartful breathing, conscious breathing, intentional breathing that I could share with the audience just very basically. And then if they, of course, want to know more, let's do it. We do yoga together. But the three magical benefits of intentional breathing, deep, full breathing are, let's start with number one, the physical benefits, the physical benefits of receiving more oxygen. And as you said, James, using your full lung capacity, there's, probably infinite physical benefits of just flushing every cell of your body with more, as you said, God given oxygen, that is going to immediately boost health, boost your energy, um, and make you feel better immediately. While you were talking, I just inhaled, like completely filled (laughs) up with air while you were saying that because, and it felt so good because I hadn't, I hadn't taken a full, full breath. So I'm sorry, keep going. (laughs) Yes. And, and that's, I'm hoping that we're going to get to do a meditation with your audience. Oh yeah. We're going to do that for sure. Absolutely do, do some of that and get that process going. You folks stick around because this is the best. We'll do this at the end. Okay, Chara, we'll keep them hanging on the edge of their seat. Yeah. All right. And it will not only help your health, it's going to help your creative flow as well. So all the artists out there, all the musicians out there, we're going to get you in the, in the flow of inspiration. Get today. your pens and pads ready, your guitars and your <laughs> pianos ready. It's going to be good. That's right. The creative genius is going to be flowing today (laughs) on dharmic evolution. Yeah. (laughs) So the second magical benefit has to do with our mind. So the first is physical, the second mental. And they are interrelated, of course, because when you start to slow down and deepen your breath, you begin to elicit the relaxation response. And we all have been carrying so much stress, especially with everything going on these days. Every one of us has been going through things, dealing with things, have a lot on their plate. We've all been experiencing extra stress. Well, the simple and effective act of intentionally deepening and slowing down your breath will immediately start to elicit the relaxation response. And that starts to bring more Uh, blood flow to your prefrontal cortex. It starts to have you produce brain chemicals that support your well-being, and it starts to calm your mind. So you can focus, so you can feel calm, so you can make your best decisions and choices that are going to be supportive for your life. So that's benefit number two. The third magical benefit is energetic or you could say spiritual. And that is your breath is a gateway. It's a doorway 
that connects your own individual mind, body, and spirit, but it also connects you to the universal spirit, whatever you call that. You could call it grace or consciousness, the creative power, the divine God. Your breath is your connecting point, and it's a two-way communion and communication. You're breathing the life force, and at the same time, you are allowing the life force to breathe you, to flow through you, to communicate with you, to guide you, to inspire you. All with your breath that we are most of the time not paying any attention to whatsoever. Right. Yeah, it's the Holy Spirit. That's that's what happens. Um, it it is uh, amazing when you tap into that, when you allow yourself uh, to be connected to that higher power, that wonderful thing going on uh, that's responsible for everything, really. Um, Absolutely. May I say something, yeah, James? Please. Because this is your I show. I have a gift. <laughs> I have a gift for everyone listening today. It is a guided life-changing meditation it's called breathe and let the magic begin and it goes over and through those benefits and more and really guides you to take those deep breaths and get comfortable with those deep breaths so that you can really fully be living your best life and that is um a complimentary gift i would love to give everybody may i share how they can get it sure let's do that it's yeah it's at my website. It's www.chara.tv. It's spelled C-H-A-R-A.tv. And it's waiting for you there. So I hope you'll take me up on it and receive that glorious gift. It will start changing your life today. We will definitely have that along with all of your links in the show notes. So any of you folks, whether you're on the website or wherever, um, just click on the show notes and all of Chara's links will be there. Chara TV is so cool. Um, <laughs> you're the you. only you're the only one. The first time I heard about you and we talked about, you know, social media and things and you said, oh, yeah, it's Chara TV. I, I thought that was so cool. You know, oh, thank you. Well, it was because Chara.com was taken. Yeah. So. <laughs> you never see a TV like after it, unless it's Larry King. But who, who, who watches Larry King, really? <laughs> so, so um, okay, so so the journey, um, you know, getting back to, we were talking about, we started getting, talking about breathing. So now you're, you're introduced to yoga um, through that, that woman that you complimented, Claire. And you are starting to find your path, your niche. Um, so where did it take you from there? Once you started um, teaching yoga, what happened uh, along, the, along the way for you? Thank you, James. It, I would describe it as a blossoming process and a healing process. There were a lot of tears through my first years of yoga because... As you said, we've all been through a lot of stuff and nobody's pain or suffering or trauma can really be compared with anybody else's. Uh, um, so we all have our journey of healing to go on. So as the light started to come in, it started to create this process of alchemy inside my mind, body, and heart, it started to transform me. I started going through a healing process. And <clears throat> the more light I invited in, 
the more healing started taking place. And it was not always fun. It was um, challenging at times. It was uncomfortable and sometimes painful. And at times even, I would say, excruciating. And some of this is, is um, shared in my first poetry book, Breathe, and even some is shared in the, in the second poetry book, Love, as well. And I think we're all on a, a healing and a blossoming journey. We're all on a journey of learning to give and receive love, to give and receive and embody love. So as I started learning to breathe and learning the techniques of yoga, but really it doesn't have to be yoga. It could be any mindful, heartful, spiritual practice that you're called to go on that healing blossoming journey, I be, I believe will begin happening for anybody. And it's really a journey of love. It's a journey to love yourself. It's a journey to reignite your love of life. And it's a journey to begin understanding that we are love. We are an embodiment of love. It's not something we have to go beg for and seek for and find in someone else, although that's wonderful. It's really a journey of learning that we are love and that giving and receiving love is what this life is about. Let me ask anything, you, uh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yes. No, no go I ahead. wanted to, I wanted to ask you about the pain you were going through, the suffering you were going through. Were you able to, uh, identify where that came from and was it something you wanted to identify uh, in order to um, embrace the feelings of love that you were starting to to feel or was it that you felt like well I found the solution so I don't really need to um, to go back and find out the why it's more like well, how do I get out of this is more is a more important question, right? Um, and and the reason I'm asking this is because I, I I just I'm finishing up a, a book that's coming out in a few weeks, and it's all about helping people who are depressed, and the whole world is depressed right now, especially musicians. So this is uh you know so one of the questions I I asked because I ca I came from that background of pain, depression went through a lot as a young man um, for not years, but decades, and figured my way out of it um, through, but a lot of it was through past circumstances. So the, the reason I'm offering this context is, the question came to me is, I don't care so much the reason why, it's how the hell do I get out of this and find techniques. So your case was, what was I guess I'm asking, what was the pain, if you want to share that, or where did it come from? But um, what led you to, you know, the love that saved you? Thank you, James. Uh, such a good question. And I don't think there's a, a right or a wrong. There's certainly not any one way or best way to go through a healing process and discover your own love in your heart um but for me i didn't know the why for a while i knew the feeling of sadness and angst and depression i didn't quite know why and i think 
over the years, I learned that it was not one source. It was many sources. One being my mom, especially her family history had a lot of trauma and abuse. And my mom was um, not treated well um, by her father in a lot of different ways. So I, that's her story and I wanna honor her privacy about that. But that, and, and that was um, not just in my parents' generation, it was generational, it was transgenerational, it was passed down through many generations of mistreatment. I think that's the best word, Yeah, mistreatment. And so when I was born, you know, my mom had the awareness she wanted, she didn't want to continue that cycle. And yet there weren't the kinds of books understanding language around healing that there is now. So she did never had really the support that she needed to go through her own healing process. So as much as she had these great intentions for me, it was as if the energy of that trauma just was downloaded into me. And I was the one, and I know a lot of people who have been through this, maybe you can relate to this too, James. I was the one that came here and was able to, or called to go through that intense healing process. I believe not only for myself and my mom, but for my grandmother, for my grandfather, for generations that preceded them. And it was a lot because I didn't know. I didn't, there wasn't a team around me. I just did it breath by breath. And thankfully God put in my path, the right teacher, the right practitioner, the right healer at the right time to help me with whatever layer or level I was on. 25 years later, I am very clear where <laughs> a lot of this depression and anxiety came from. So that family um, passing down those kinds of mistreatments and mindsets, that's one. Another area is the culture, the media, the news. You know, my parents weren't as aware at the time. So they had the news on when I was a little girl. and. I would be crying hysterically, like what world am I in that this happens? And that is still going on and I still am very sensitive to news, media, culture. I don't really watch TV and I watch, as much as I said, I was in media because yeah. um, I always wanted to do something inspirational, but I, I have a very sensitive heart. I watch very little TV, very little movies because it's it's very intense for me. And so part of my calling at some point is gonna be bringing together the what I learned through yoga and the inspiration that I've always wanted to share and bring it together and infuse it into media. I started with the books because that's simple. I can do, it's not simple, but that's something I can do um, with relatively little resources and, and, and a team. And eventually I would like to infuse this kind of love, this kind of messaging, these kind of stories into 
the media that are uplifting, that are heart-centered, that are helpful and educational and yet fun. Um, so those are the some of the sources of where the angst came from. And yes, and, I, and just to add one more thing, as I became more aware and intentional about creating an inspired life, a heart-centered life, I started making more empowering choices as to uh, mindset, messages that I was going to surround myself with, the types of people, the types of organizations that I want to be a part of. And so little by little, I started gravitating toward other heart-centered, um, inspired, God-inspired people. And little by little, my the light as the light started coming in, my life started to be a reflection of my deepest truth. And I call that walking our soul's path. That's why the name of my yoga practice is Soul Path Yoga. Cool label. Love that. Yeah, it's, um, you know, the things you touched on, the pain and where it came from, that's, that's really great. Um, I can relate to all of that story. Um, and we don't know I think when we're growing up and we're exposed to these type of things, we don't know to, we don't know who to go to, we don't know what to do with this information, and we don't know the right questions to ask. And I, th I think, exactly. you know, I think Tony Robbins impacted me like 25 years ago or so when I first discovered him. One of the most important things he shared with me and many others is uh, if you're not getting the right answers, ask better questions. And it's so true. It's because if you don't ask the right question, it's just like we go through this with a computer all the time. Well, you didn't put in, you didn't ask the right question. You, you misspelled the word. We, you're not going to get the right output if you don't put in the right input. So, you know, that's an oversimplification. But um, I think, you know, one of the things I came to and I want to ask you about if you, you know, touched on this was... Uh, when I, when I came to the conclusion of, I finally realized how damaged I was um, from things that happened to me as a youngster, um, home, school, you know, whatever, uh, just, you know, big family, small house, you know, all of the, all of the dynamics that went on. Um, I didn't realize how much I went through. And then when I finally did, my answer uh, through God's grace was forgiveness. And I actually wrote an entire album um, called Geography of the Soul. And most of that album is about uh, love, pain, forgiveness. And forgiveness was a big feature. And I had one song called Beat the Pinata. And uh, Beat the Pinata was a metaphor for, you know, at the end I say, uh, you know, take a look at that thing, you know, that's swinging from a tree. It's a lot like me. And, and once, I, once I went through that, it seemed to, it was such a cathartic and cleansing uh, experience that I, I came out of it with, um, like, I don't want to say completely healed um, with depression because all these techniques that I developed helped me with that. But man, did it clean house. I mean, I didn't carry this huge weight around anymore. It just stopped. So did you find that forgiveness um, was in your path? And if so, did it help you with, through, this, um, through this challenging part of your life that you discovered? Yes, yes, and yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, you know, I, I want to say to your audience that 
first of all, I love your albums. Your songwriting is so straight from the heart. I mean, you are a true, a true visionary, a true luminary. That's why I was so excited to come on. And not only are you a, a visionary and luminary in your own work, you hold this show all over the world for other to support other artists, visionaries, luminaries to shine their light, to support them and to encourage and inspire them to share their stories and to create beauty and value out of their journey. And I so appreciate that about you. Um, So thank you for all the work that you have personally done and that you're doing to help others shine their light as well. So forgiveness, there's actually a, a poem that came through in this new book, Love, entitled Forgiveness. And it is um, dedicated to my mom and to anyone who has been mistreated. And I want to say to your audience that forgiveness isn't necessarily like a light switch. There are times when I feel forgiving or that I have come to a certain level of forgiveness And then something will happen where a memory is triggered or my mom's going through something and I know it's related to the pain that she suffered. And this feeling of rage will come up in me and this feeling of unforgiveness. Yes. And I'm like, you know, I thought I had forgiven. And again, it's like layers. It's like layers of an onion. We can forgive to a certain degree or one moment feel completely forgiving. And then another moment realize there may be another level of it or maybe we don't feel forgiving in a certain moment and i feel that that is okay that's part of being human and when we have practices in place that are supportive like the practices you're going to be teaching people with your new book the practices that i teach in soul path yoga even the music that are some of the people in the audience are creating that is uplifting or we're healing, we're loving, um, is going to bring that light and forgiveness into the world. And so I don't know if I've answered your question, but I think it's an ongoing practice. It's an ongoing exploration. And it's an ongoing feeling for me that sometimes illuminates me. And sometimes I'm like, where did my forgiveness go? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it, no, it's, it's difficult because when you were when you're harmed, you want you want to set the table straight. You want to you know there's a there's a retaliation that comes up, and I I've I was so um, put to the test with that on on many occasions where, you know I could have been uh, I could have been incarcerated for reacting in a very very bad way, and you know once again, uh, you know God never gives you more than you can handle. And that was this one particular instance. Uh, I was in the islands, and I was so—I won't go into the story—but it was—it uh, was so challenging for me to rise above. And it took me years and years and years to to forgive that episode. So I hear what you're saying. It's and but but once you can rise above it, um, the power in that is something that is very very hard to describe because it allows you. To get you to reclaim your life, and it's 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 that powerful. Yes. And when I say that, I mean you're not encumbered by being a slave to vengeance. 
And you are a slave to vengeance when you think about that. Like, how could I set the record straight? Why did this happen? And so, um, so to that end, you know, forgiveness is very, very powerful. And I would counsel anybody out there to, uh, to try to find it if you can, because it'll, it'll, it'll make you strong. Yes. May, may I add something to those beautiful words, James, about forgiveness? Please do. Um, sometimes when we are dealing with something that's upsetting us, that we feel angry about, or we're in a negative state about, we try to fight the negativity and we try to get rid of it, which causes a lot of resistance. And I have found, and this is what the the practice of yoga and spiritual practice has taught me that by inviting the light in, inviting the love in, inviting spirit in, the forgiveness, the healing starts to happen automatically. So instead of trying to get rid of it or fix it, it's invite the love in, invite the universal love in, invite the grace in and that is what i've committed myself to be i i can have a lot of intentions throughout the day but my one guiding intention is to be an instrument of universal love to let as much love flow through me as much love flow out of my words my thoughts words my actions my choices my parenting my creations my tasks, even a menial task like doing the dishes. To the degree that I'm able to, moment to moment, my guiding intention is to be an instrument of love. And I hope that resonates with you and your audience because you know most of you are musicians, are artists. We're all artists, but musicians, singers, songwriters. And it's not just music flowing out of you the music is an extension of love and that love can be taken from any life experience even and, and sometimes the most difficult ones the most challenging experiences i know in my life and it sounds like for you too james you can elaborate those most difficult challenges are where the most amazing, beautiful artistry has come through. Those cracks or those scars. When the love and the light pours through, those circumstances can actually be transformed and transmuted into something of such value, such artistry, such soul transmissions that they can transform not only your own life but anyone who is listening to them will be touched by them yeah it's um you know i've said this before that uh i think uh one of the greatest gifts that that god gave to us is uh you know, the, it's, it's the, the top three, I think, are love, family, and music. Music is, has done so much for so many people, whether you're a creator of it or a recipient of it. Um, it seems that we have this ability to take a, an experience that is really, really bad 
and transform it into either poetry or music or sometimes both. And uh, it transforms in such a cathartic way that it's like the Lord turns terrible things into things of good. And we get to sample a little piece of that by doing that through our artistry. You know, whatever, whether you're a painter or a poet or a, you know, or a speaker or a, an author, whatever you are, you have a chance through your art form to, um, to take something that was really horrible and make it something as a blessing for somebody. And it was just somebody on the other end of the world that's listening to this or reading it or admiring it and saying, you know, I feel totally inspired and changed by that one painting or that one song or that one poem so we get to be a little bit like god is the master creator you know it's uh it's it's still um it's still a mystery and a magical thing like music in general is like how did how did he put this together for us like we didn't create music you know it came from it came from heaven and it's like it's so simple yet so complex in, in its in its form and it's unlimited what you can do with it it just always blows me away every time i think of it in its purest form you know what you can do with this limited amount of notes and it just goes on to infinity so um to that end i thank you lord for <laughs> giving us music Yes. And can I say, um, James, for any of your listeners who may, maybe are listening and they're the recipients of music, maybe they're not singer songwriters or, or an author or a writer, um, maybe they're calling us something different. I would like to share with you that that doesn't mean you're not a creator. Your life is your greatest art form, I believe. Our life is a creation. Our, we create through our thoughts, words, our actions, and our choices. We create relationships by how we communicate. And when we have the intention of, to the best of our ability, and there's no perfection in this, there's always a practice and a process, but to the best of the ability, when we make the intention that love is center place, in our heart, in our mind, in our life, then you, your being becomes an art form. Your path becomes an art form and your life becomes your art form. And just like a stained glass window that might have had many, many broken pieces, you can take those pieces, rearrange them and create something new out of who you are now and what's important to you now and what you want to create and bring into the world now you can become a whole new version your life can become a whole new version that is reflective of your deepest truth and what you really really want to be and what you really want to create amen i want to ask you um about the pandemic and how you were doing. And by the way, how are those two little boys who are probably not so little anymore? My boys, thanks for asking. They are uh, they are the best teachers of love, I gotta tell you. Um, <laughs> they are nine and 11 now. And 
you know, through this whole thing, they've been very resilient. Um, certainly ups and downs, certainly challenges and blessings. And that is what I do my best to teach them that while nobody would choose this, this is the situation we have been presented with. This is the situation we're dealing with. What is the best choice? What are the best choices we can make within this context? How can we make a loving choice within the context of this challenge? How can we share love with somebody else who may need a little bit extra right now? How can we be a light through this situation? So that's what I am doing my best to teach them. And as I said, we have ups and downs. We have days I want to strangle them. Yeah. Are they, um, <laughs> um, are they back and, in and, uh, physical school? now or are they, they still they are oh yeah, awesome are. awesome yeah kids the kids have had such a hard time with that and, and i'm so happy to hear more and more reports all around the country of kids are going back to school and they, they you know every everybody's saying they couldn't be happier because you know this this virtual thing is like when you remove that emotional and human touch like for for all of us but especially the kids you know you never saw kids so happy to to go back to school so um how about your yoga are you doing classes now live yet with people in the room are we good with that yet so such a great question uh and i'm sure there are some centers who are and yeah. i'll i'll need to find them but right now i teach a weekly group class over a platform called moxie it's m-o-x-i-e dot x-y-z and on my website, there is a gift discount for your first class. So if a gentle form of yoga that is very um, heart-based, very gentle, very sacred, very nourishing and nurturing, if that feels like a yes for anybody out there, I want to invite you to come and take a class. Um, and that's every Wednesday at 930 Eastern time. But all the classes are recorded. So if you're not able to be there live, you can have the recording and watch it, do the practice as often as you want. I've been having amazing um, feedback from these virtual classes. And what I would say to anyone who's going to take a class in person or online is that they are two different types of classes. And the teacher said this to me and it made a lot of sense. They said, don't try to make your class as it would be in person. It's a different format and it's not uh, less than. The, you can have a great experience online when you're with a, a teacher that you connect with. There are some blessings to doing a class online and be it yoga, be it another spiritual practice or a workout or Tai Chi or Qigong, whatever it is that you're called to do, could be dance. Um, to understand that it's a different format than a live class. It's not less than, it's just a different experience with different challenges, different blessings. That being said, I do look forward to when I can be with students and be sharing yoga in person again. I do miss that a lot. Yeah, they, um, my son is in, uh, my younger son, Trevor is in Austin, Texas. And the governor just came out, I think it was yesterday or the day before, and said, he said, that's it. No more masks. Uh, March 10th, 
We're open a hundred percent for business, no masks. We are open. So uh, I'm expecting a knee-jerk reaction of I, I think a lot of people are going to follow suit with this, um, you know, rather quickly because um, the lockdowns just don't work. I mean, the, the, the reports keep coming out that they don't they don't work. So um, so I'm really I'm really um, I have a positive spin on this whole thing. I think we're gonna finally start to come out of this thing and hopefully get back to some semblance of, um, of normality, <laughs> which is, you know, everybody forgot what is normal. And was this the new normal? So, uh, I don't think we're done with the, you know, the COVID, but I think we've, we've, uh, we've turned the corner on it. So I'm hopeful for New Jersey and Tennessee and, and all the places, uh, you know, pretty much the whole world starts to step into, you know, getting back to what we once, once knew. It's exciting. Oh, that's so exciting. I'm so glad to hear that. And of course, we want everybody to be safe. And at the same time, we want everybody to be able to breathe. Yes. How can these children breathe? We just talked about breathing. Yeah. How can everybody fully breathe when they're all covered yeah. up? Yeah, so the mask thing is breathing, really, it's yeah, really, it's I really, really awful. I want everybody to be safe. I'm not telling anyone not to wear one. Yeah. But when you're able to take it off and, and be in nature, just enjoy that full deep breath yeah so what do you say how about we do a meditation chara you can you yes. cook one up for for everybody out there that uh, absolutely that needs a good meditation yes okay. it would be my honor my pleasure so if if you're an avid meditator or you've never meditated before no worries there there's not a right or a wrong to this there's not something to try to achieve or fix or get just allow yourself to receive the experience and the words as a sacred gift. And imagine that you're giving yourself this, this little bit of time carved out of your busy schedule as something you are doing to nurture and nourish yourself. So I'm going to suggest coming to a comfortable position. You know, get, get snuggly, get comfy in your chair, or maybe you want to lie down. I only recommend not doing this if you're driving. So no meditating when you're driving. Wait till you're in a nice, safe. All right, space. you got to pull over. You got you got twenty seconds. Pull over. <laughs> pull over. Yes. <laughs> and once you're in that comfy, comfy position, you can either soften your eyes or close your eyes. I'm a big fan of closing my eyes, but for some people, that doesn't feel safe. So you can see for yourself, do you like to just gently look down or does it feel good to you to close your eyes? And we're gonna begin exactly how we were discussing earlier. We're gonna begin by inviting our breath. Think of your breath as a beloved friend that is here to support you. So you can take that full deep inhale and a full exhale. And if it's easy enough for you, maybe you'll slow the breath down a little bit. In my courses and in my classes, we do some very specific things in teaching this full deep breath. 
But for now, we're just going to keep it real easy. Whatever feels full and natural for you. No need to strain or force. And yes, we are filling our lungs and emptying our lungs. But perhaps you can imagine filling your whole self emptying your whole self and sensing this ebb and flow that is starting to happen. This connection with your breath, your heart, the present moment, life. Let's imagine that with each breath, we are inviting more oxygen in and more carbon dioxide out. Let's imagine as you continue breathing that we are inviting more energy in more energy out. Let's imagine that we are inviting more grace in and more grace out. Let's imagine inviting more light in and more light out. Breathe at your pace. Breathe gently and fully. And now let's imagine that we are inviting source, the source, the creative power in and out. Imagine this source power infusing every cell of your body and every aspect of your being with light and love. And the love we are talking about is the universal love. The love that connects and unites and is infused within and around everything. From this place of connection, what might be possible for you? I believe from this place of connection, anything is possible for you.
If it feels comforting, you can bring one or both hands over your heart in any way that feels supportive. And imagine bringing more breath, more light, more creative spirit, more universal love into your heart. Let it illuminate. Let it shine. That is truly your natural state. Let it inspire you, let it guide you, and let it create through you. Beloved, beloved, dear, dear soul. In gratitude, we will bring our head to bow in service of our heart, in service of this light, and in service of your unique soul's path. We'll also take a bow to one another, wishing peace, health, love, magic, and all good things. Namaste. 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 Fabulous. Thank you for that, Chara. That was awesome. And um, I really appreciated you taking time out today to uh, bless everybody with that. Share all of your um, all of your stories and especially good luck on the book. And I'm sure there's Thank more you. to come. And by the way, you you have a um, you have a thumbprint um, of excellence on everything you do. Um, you know, and and you so quickly came out with this one after the last one. I know it, it takes a lot to write, you know, something of this caliber and put it out there. So I just want to wish you all the luck on that. So um, anything you would like to share or say to uh, the audience. Uh, imparting any last words of wisdom anything you want to wish for people and um yeah just before we say goodbye you can say anything you want thank you james i want to wish you and your beloved your family your entire audience um our earth humanity i just want to wish all of us more love just more love and if I can support anyone in any way with that, I am here. Please connect with me. As James said, everything is on chara.tv, the links to the books, um, social media. And I would just welcome supporting you in any way I can. And even if that's just connecting and sharing heartfelt stories, I would be so honored. And I, it's been truly a, such a gift and an honor to be on your show dharmic evolution james thank you so much for having me jared just want to wish all of god's blessings on you your family your artistic career especially those two little boys <laughs> thank you please support chara all her links are in the show notes and if you haven't checked out the dharmic rising stars spotify playlist orion and Aquila. there's 30 artists each on those lists are you on there that's a wrap for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor. Until the next time when we meet again, I'll see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mystery. 
wishes were windows I'd open one and find That freedom is really a simple state of mind So ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me Take a ride. 